I'm Daryl Baskin. You're listening to the future of real estate on your home for success. 105.7. Remember to find your next home at homeguidetulsa.com. One address, thousands of homes, homeguidetulsa.com. Private property rights and what this means to you, whether you own rental property or not, this could be quite interesting. Representative Tom Gann, uh, House Bill 3238 is your bill protecting private property rights, correct? Yes, my my bill hopefully will provide clarity to the judiciary when a landlord tries to evict a tenant, then it reminds the judiciary or the judge that uh, they cannot change the terms of the contract. They just have to find whose fault. So let's let's dive into that because I think it's very interesting. Sometimes when you're having this conversation with someone, I, of course, am in real estate, so I'm having this conversation regularly. It's like you're what you're saying is the judge can't change the terms of the contract. That's what was agreed to. It's just a matter of who is at fault and then enforcing those terms of the contract so that the property owner doesn't lose their right to the property that they owned and still own in the middle of the lease. That's correct. As you well know that anytime anybody invests anything into anything, certainty or uh, or uncertain really prevents somebody from making the, the correct decisions or uh, desiring to put their money into anything. And so when you create a tremendous amount of uncertainty here with a contract, uh, you really have a lot of people that would just rather get rid of the rental property than try to keep it. Well, and that's what this does, I believe, or that's what's currently happening. Why is this type of legislation even needed? I mean, we have a Landlord and Tenant Act, which is quite simple, but it says under these terms, like if the if the landlord's not doing certain repairs, then the land the tenant has certain rights, and they can uh, document that and then do the repairs themselves. And the and the eviction process takes, I think, I think actually, I want to back up and say this: the the eviction process. People think, oh, you get a five days five day notice, and you're just out on the street immediately. And it doesn't really work that way. You have to be late on your rent first, then you have to receive the notice, the five-day demand, then you have to not pay within the five days, then you have to go to court, and then you have to be, if you don't vacate during that period, the, the judge has to make the determination that you have to vacate, then you have to, to um, be notified by the sheriff. I mean, the sheriff has to do the lockout. So this is a long period of time. It's Yes, it's almost a whole month, 30 days at and, least. And who makes that, get- if the tenant's not paying, who makes the house payment? during that 30 days well the landlord's trying to cover for for their mortgage and their insurance and their utilities if they if the tenant's not paying it so the the uh, payments don't stop for the landlord there you go and i think that's the that's the big problem because sometimes we're finding judges are saying well we're going to give you another 30 days Uh, who's paying for that extra 30 days first of all it wasn't part of the law originally and i'm the one my family and these are What's the percentage? Is it like 60, 80 percent that are small, small landlords, small, small time operators that are just doing it for their retirement or to put their kids through college, which is my case, that we're the ones that are paying for that extension? Yes. And that and you're absolutely right. That that's a high percentage of the landlord tenant market. And that is a totally different scenario than and people in the on the tenant side are trying to paint every landlord with a broad brush saying that they're all aggressive and hostile and and that's just not the case when you have the mom and pop when you have the small landlords they're more intimate with their tenants 
and they understand maybe an occasional problem that a tenant might have to slow the payment down and they can work with them. And the small landlords, they're looking at it from a long-term perspective. They're looking at that monthly payment, that monthly return over time. And then hopefully when they get their mortgage paid off, then they can turn around and sell that property or continue on. And, and so it's a different mindset. It's a different strategy in investing with a small mom and pop landlord. But here, th- these are the ones that have taken the brunt, that have taken the hit when, when you have the um, situation that we had with the rent forbearance over the COVID crisis. Well, describe that further, because as I understand it, this you're talking about the, the government, the federal government giving money through COVID. Here's your payout. But that money to help help individuals out was not being passed on to the landlord to pay rent or to pay other necessities. It was being spent on other items, which was leaving the landlord stuck. And the court's not supporting the private property rights of the landlord because you had uh, uh, eviction moratorium saying that you could not kick somebody out. Even though they were receiving money, they just weren't passing it on to you. So who was stuck making the house payment, making the, the utility payments? Uh, maintaining the lawns, whatever it is that has to be done, homeowners association dues, insurance. Well, it's that private landlord. Uh, yes, that all that all happened, and and you have to remind people too, because this was brought out in the committee whenever I presented my bill before the Business and Commerce Committee. Never in the history of the United States of America has a moratorium moratorium ever been placed on landlords or on evictions affecting the landlord tenant. Uh, market. This doesn't go on all the time. The government has never stepped in like this and violated the 14th Amendment of property owners by taking their property and not justly compensating it. So that was the effect of the CDC moratorium was they basically took everybody's property and said, you have to let these people live here on your dime and we're not going to compensate you. There's money there. But as you well stated, that money never made it to the landlord. And often tenants wouldn't even apply for the money. Well, the, uh, critical, they knew it was- the critical, and I'll say uh, perhaps disgusting part of this whole thing is it was put on the landlords. Well, what what about putting it on the mortgage companies? And OK, well, you can't you can't collect on mortgages. Well, that would be absurd. I mean, doesn't that sound absurd? Well, it's, it's just as absurd to say that private property owners have to bear the brunt of that. And I, I think this is a really, really good point. Great conversation. House Bill 3238 is is what we're talking about here, Representative Tom Gann. And I appreciate you looking out for private property owners, because even if you're not one of those private property owners, this has an enormous impact on the marketplace. Because just as you mentioned, Representative Gann, this takes private property owners who would otherwise have inventory available for affordable housing, takes them out of the market completely. And they say, I can't afford that risk. I'm not going to go down that route. That means their house is no longer available for people to rent. What do you have? Basic economics. When you take out the inventory, prices go up. We don't need that, and then we need better here in Oklahoma. Thank you, Representative Gann. House Bill 3238, speak out about this. And you can download it online, I'm sure. Where would you find that? Uh, you would find it at OK House. It's okhouse.gov, and then look at the legislation tab and go to basic bill search. Then you just type in House Bill uh, HB. Uh, 3238 and and that will bring it up and then you'll get another series of tabs where you can look at the history you can look at the amendments you can look at the versions and then the current status of where it is excellent representative thank you you're welcome you're listening to the market expert show with exp realty i'm daryl baskin